This is A Baby Bitch. And this is Amber. And you're listening to The Metaphorical Dark. This week is going to be part two of our four-part series about the circles of sexuality. This circle is sexual health and reproduction. So the next circle is sexual health and reproduction. This is the components of our bodies and how they function. Mm. Um, So how has your experience and your knowledge been formed around your sexuality? That's what's really important within this circle. Um, Within that circle, there is anatomy and physiology. So your actual body. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, this is a circle that's extremely important to trans individuals because it's about your connection with your body. Um, The next is sexual and reproductive systems um, and how that's formed. Like for me, uh, my very first gynecology appointment was forced. There was no conversation. My mother found out I was having sex and she kind of forced me into this appointment where she then left herself in the room. I was very uncomfortable. It was a male gynecologist. He made a joke about syphilis, which I <laughs> was not entertained. Highly inappropriate. Yeah. Highly I was not entertained. I lived in Dundalk at the time, uh, but I lived in Dundalk and there was, you know, apparently soaring syphilis rates in Dundalk at the time. And he made a joke basically telling me like, like you come back in here and with syphilis and I'm going to punch you. Like he, I, I'm wow. not going to say that I necessarily found it to be inappropriate so much as I found it intrusive because why, and my mother was giggling, like, why are you here? Like, we don't even have, I love her to death. But at, at that moment, that's how I felt. Like we didn't have a conversation. Um, I didn't feel safe and comfortable having conversations about sex. So for her to even be in the room just felt like an intrusion to me. See, and my experience with that was so different. Like my first appointment was at my request, but mm-hmm. I wanted my mom with me. So like she, you know, when you're, when you're younger and I think I had to have been like 15 mm-hmm. um, and you know, you put your legs in stirrups and that, oh God. that experience itself is, is awful oh when God. they're like, all right, keep scooting down, keep oh, scooting yeah. down. You feel like you're about to fall off. The Even when you've table. been doing it for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. That's never, that never gets better. But like Not at all. my mother was the kind of mom who, she was very open about sex and I'm going to go off a little bit here. Cause no, like, it's not off. This is a part of sexual health. and reproduction. Yeah. So my mom was very like, she never ever gave us the, like the stork story where a stork drops off babies. They come out of cabbage patches, whatever wild things that people tell their kids. My mother did not believe in that. She told me men and women get together. A baby grows inside a woman and it comes out of her like the most generic ex- explanation you can give to mm-hmm. a child. And so <laughs> I needed this too because my parents, I guess they are a lot more modern than I give them credit for because <laughs> we're also, we're kind of, we're a little white trash. We like, we like, our, <laughs> we like our redneck comedy a little bit. So um, maybe it's because I'm biracial, but I, I like it a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like if you, you know, from anyway. the right source. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like my, when my sister, my mom had my sister, I was seven or no, I was five. I was five aging yourself up there. Well, cause my youngest <laughs> one was born when I was seven, but, um, Oh, it was her. I got to watch my youngest sister being born. And Ooh. so to do that, I had to have an understanding of sex and what was going to happen. 
And the doctor even had my mom like make me watch these medical videos of women in labor. So I wouldn't see my mom go into labor and like Freak be in out. the room and have like a crisis. Yeah. And you know, they also had a person that, that was, was, you guys are fucking modern as fuck. I know, but I like, didn't watch my random. I didn't watch my sister be born, but I did get to name her. <laughs> hey, Kirsten Ariel. <laughs> I was obsessed. Well, okay. funny about that. Like, and they designate a person to be with you. So my grandmother was there in case I did freak out. Aw. But like, you know, I'm crying like they're hurting my mom. And she was Aww. like, oh, no, my, honey, because like my mom, you know, God rest her soul. She slapped the shit out of a nurse, the <laughs> the Jesus out of this poor woman. And not that I think she intended to hurt her, but my grandmother was like, oh, no, honey, she's hurting them. So and my mom just shout out to her because she's the shit. She had she all really three is. of us with no painkiller, no epidural. She just like, you know what? I'm that- sorry, Amber's <laughs> mom. Excuse me for a minute, but you're a wild ass bitch. Okay. <laughs> absolutely not i tried with my oldest i was in labor for over 30 hours with him by the way Um, just know that i went into labor around 5 a.m monday i didn't have him until 11 15 9 a.m on tuesday and i got an epidural around 9 a.m on tuesday so um i was being a dumb bitch (laughs) and i learned for the other two get some epidural me please thank you because it doesn't take away all the pain to be clear no for any Mm -hmm. of you since we're talking about uh sexual health and reproduction it does not and there's no shame in it and i'll say for me personally i thought because i was a young mother and there's conversations and stuff and and all the way that society looks at things i felt like there was shame and needing pain medication no it's not I'll say there absolutely is not because no, it's not. I'm not. I'm not trying. I don't want to, you know, hate on any woman who's done that. It's just wild as shit. Like yeah. she said to me that my mom do had what works me for you, and then had two more with no. Oh, she, and she asked G. for the epidural with my sister, but they were like, "It's too, ma'am. You're pushing. It's too. We've we've passed that point." Yeah. And she's a she's a G and a wild ass bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And you are God also, bless her. you are the same way if you have to have a cesarean, like that is one of the most traumatic surgeries exactly. on the planet. If and something you're expected. Happens, and if it's an emergency, now it's, you can't get an epidural. It's an emergency. You got to go under and you're getting cut right. open like that. Like, I don't know. And I, you, I'm here for wor- what works for you. Right. What works for you. But that's the, the pain does surgery. not go away with an epidural, y'all. And that's like one of the only surgeries where you are cutting through every layer of tissue minus like what, where, like, you know, Mm-mm. pretty much everything because you have to cut the baby out. But Mm-mm. and like you're expected to be up in Adam not very long afterwards. What, Shout like out a to all day if mothers. that? Jesus. Yeah. Like, no so. No matter how your child was born and what right, type of medication or not medication. Warrior. You're a fucking warrior. Right. Fuck a female. I mean, although that female does to me equal additional power, but you know. It does. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> we, we all, I feel like most women know that. But anyway, yeah. all that tangent to say that like for me having that, that initial all of those talks around sexual health, seeing my sister being born, being with my sister when she had her first child, that was mm-hmm. magical, by the way. Um, you know, that would not have happened. I don't think I would have been okay had my mom not established those sexual conversations with yeah. me early. I did get in trouble for them, though, because kids <laughs> my age would ask, you know, they'd be like, oh, babies come from like storks. And I'd be like, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> so they're, you were, they're, oh, you were that kid. Hell yeah. My mommy said Santa's not real. 
I, no, I still liked Santa, but if you're going to tell me. Yeah, no. My mommy said. Babies come from vaginas, not storks. So there. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, sorry for that long. No, tangent, no. But I, I think, think that's, that's literally amazing. And it's kind of part of the reason that we're here. So like I didn't I didn't get that. Um, I will talk about it a little bit later under one of the other circles, but you know, my experience with sex and talks around that was, was really traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons that I do value direct communication and why I'm very honest and open with my children and answer their questions, because I think that it's important um, to be able to establish that you have to build the relationships that you want with people. Right. Um, and people seem to forget that sexuality is a part of that. Um, and it's kind of weird. So yeah, let's well, fix it. It's just, <laughs> I don't get why, unless you're having like, what is the, like a stereotypical setup for talking about sex? Like a girl's night where, you know, we're going to hit each other with pillows and talk about sex. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I felt oh God, the tingle. I let him get to third base. <laughs> Tangles <laughs> my coochie tingle. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it's the same thing, even if we talk about like, yeah. I think a good part of this too is STIs and STDs. Like, it, yes, yes. Like, like, what the fuck? Like the whole talk around it. It's like, at least growing up for me, I know that we, we have a couple years difference between us. But for me, no matter what, it's dirty. Yeah, like it's it's not okay that 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 this is we really need to to change the discussion around STIs. Um, like for me, I got my first STI when I was 12 weeks pregnant. It was trichomonas, which anybody that knows about that, it's actually usually asymptomatic in males. Um, it's not a big deal. It is solved with one pill, one pill, one time. That's it. And it's over. It never happens again. And the emotional turmoil that it caused for me, I mean, oh, it was absolutely. twofold. Number one, I had to deal with the fact that that was, that showed me that I had been cheated on. So I was pregnant with a planned child. Um, and apparently being cheated on, it was, in a, it was not a fun realization, but then on top of that, I had to deal with the fallout of I'm dirty. And I think that no matter how you grew up, like even mine, I, that, that's a very modern what now, like my dad, if I even mentioned the word sex, like he's out of the room, but he's one man <laughs> among like four, five, four women and yeah. like all of our animals have been women. So the poor guy is just <laughs> out there on an island Not of manhood all himself. <laughs> but um, like even in our house, my mother would say, she always like, she sang one of my friends a condom song um, <laughs> because he would come over every time and be like, I think I got so-and-so pregnant. And she was like, do you not know how to use one? Do we need to have a lesson? Like, right. <laughs> and, but even then her, her line to me all the time wasn't, you know, I think a lot of parents fear their daughters getting pregnant early. Right. That's, that's yeah. a big topic as well. But her thing, she used to always tell me, I tell you to wear to make sure if, you have condoms because it's not up to the guy and guys try to lie and pull all sorts of shit. Not saying all you do, but the, every woman has experienced the guy, the guy who's been like, but it feels so good without it. Or I just don't have one or just a little bit in like yeah, you could eat a dick, sir. Right. And so I said what I said. she would always say, Amber, there are worse things out there than getting pregnant. Exactly. Boom. And you know what? I'm glad that you said that because it's really important to acknowledge that in school, which for some people, that is the only form of sex education that they get. Right. That is the only talk that they get. And it's sad. Um, 
what do schools focus on? They, abstinence. They, abstinence. Which is unrealistic. They, teen, teen pregnancy. So if you have sex, you're going to have a baby and die from HIV. That is it. Yeah. That is what they talk about. They talk about HIV. And let's talk about the fact that HIV is not a death sentence anymore. It is not. At one point it was. But we have come so far, it's not what it is. It's not the same thing anymore. And there are other STIs that are not talked about. And when they are talked about, if at all, they're talked about in worst case scenarios, right? There's not an explanation of how they're resolved, whether or not they're resolved, um, what that could mean, how, how to disclose that to partners if you have to. Like the different... There's just a lot of ignorance. There's around so it. much. Like I, mean, I even- remember, I remember once I did not get tested in between partners, um, and that's something that I generally do. Right. And um, know your stats. Yeah, you should know your stats. <laughs> uh, didn't get tested in between people, and I'm I felt pretty confident because of how it happened. Um, I knew that it was from that particular person. I got the call from my gynecologist. I actually thought that I had a UTI. I got the call from my gynecologist. He happened to be at my house. And I was just like, hey, just got my call. This was this. So you need to go get tested. But even like the testing's not even important at this point. You need to go to the doctor and get this. I'm picking up my medication today. And that was the end of it um, until the next day he brought it up to me and was just like, I really appreciate the way that you handled that. And I was like, we're grown people. Right. We're grown um and we both partook in this action so you know i'm not there's not no reason to blame you there's no reason anything especially because he he was asymptomatic you know um that was a decision that i as a grown woman made as well right so i'm not going to hold you accountable for my decision so i just thought it was really important and that was because i started without a condom and we used one but i started without one And that happens sometimes. We have to be realistic and honest about those types of things, right? Um, But being able to have that conversation and understand that there's no shame in it and this is something that we are both going through together. Here you go. Here's the information. And it was over. That was it. Right. But I was actually so surprised in the way that he thanked me. Like he was just like, I really appreciate it the way that you did that. Like I didn't feel the way I didn't anything and I I really appreciate it. I was like, it's no big deal. I think it's harder to, and I I think- one that that just shows a lot of like emotional maturity, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. have my feelings before I come to you with all of my feelings. Yeah. Cause like in your situation where, you know, to find out if that's the way you're finding out you got cheated on, like it's okay to have all the feelings. That oh, that you was, have. Di- that was a dip. That was different. Right. Ex- but what I'm and saying is, I was is, like 22 or 23 at the time. I right. was 22 because I was still pregnant with my son. So I was 22 and I did not have the emotional intelligence that I have. Well, today. And the, you know, my, <laughs> or my understanding is just thinking about that in general. Cause I can't tell you like how many like group, like I don't want to say parties, but like you're playing cards or you're playing something with a group of individuals and you always have that one person who like mm-hmm. furthers the stereotype that like STDs, STIs make you dirty. When in fact, like, Anybody that I have encountered or spoken to, worked with therapeutically, you name it, there have been two people ever who have been like, nah, I was irresponsible. I was sleeping around. Every other person was in what they thought was a monogamous relationship. So it's not something that makes you dirty. It's something that says we need to go back a step, have communication. Open and, communication. Right. Make your decision and after that. Communication. And that does not always. Now you may, you, you have a right to feel your feelings, but if you want the response, like what you got, 
you know, yeah, work through them first. Yeah. And I mean, I was just being honest. I knew like if I'm being very honest, I knew that it was from him because it was literally like I hadn't had sex in a little bit. And a week after I had sex with him for the first time, this started. Yeah. And like I said, I just thought I had a UTI. Um, and it was fine. It was like literally not a big deal. I also have a, a education about what these things are as a sex educator right. and as a social worker. So I have an understanding. There was nothing to freak out about. And I was just like, hey, because these conversations are important and being honest, like you can't not have that conversation. Like you got to have it so that it can be dealt with. Um, we and have a whole episode just on we sexually really, transmitted we infections really could. and diseases. <laughs> um, but it's like, so when I think about that in that particular part of sexual health and reproduction, it's so important that we talk to people, that we have these conversations and that it's in schools too. Because like, I, if I'm being really honest, mm-hmm. if my parents really talk to me and didn't handle things the way that they did mm-hmm. and if schools provided real information right i love my kids but i don't know if they would be here or you know there might be a later time frame yeah on like it, or they, something, that's what like, i mean like the, the way in different. which i had children would not because it's just like the, the i did not have a real understanding yeah of sexual health and reproduction i mean if i hear one more person say that a cold sore is not herpes like it is. Thank you. Like there are different types, and you can get both types anywhere. Yeah, I, <laughs> and like, people don't know that. It's no, wild. What's crazy, and, and when we say anywhere, like I mean anywhere. Yeah, it's essentially Not a skin rash, and, and it can be really bad for some people, and it can be asymptomatic for others. So it's just important to remember that. And I I do want to touch on like when we talk about sexual health and reproduction, I think something that probably is going to come up more in like your field is like, how do you talk about like knowing how sex evolves around like infertility or sexual dysfunction? Yes. And and that is something in one of our later episodes we will be exploring. So please tune into that, (laughs) y'all. All right. So finishing sexual health and reproduction. Another section within that is menstrual cycle awareness pregnancy and childbirth, sexual challenges, which again, it'll be a part of another episode and changes throughout the lifespan. And I think that this is a really important one with sexual health and reproduction, at least for me personally, in my my personal um, circles of sexuality, because as I've gotten older, sex means more to me and is more important in my life. Like, I remember at one point in my early 20s, I could go without sex and not think about it and be completely okay. Bitch. I get a motherfucking attitude. If you ever, <laughs> if you're ever wondering, I'm sure I'll tell you anyway, but if you're ever wondering like, wow, Amanda feels especially irritable today, know that I have not been digged down this week. Right. That is, I, I get a motherfucking attitude. You know, those memes and stuff they have on the internet where they're like, it's day three of no dick. <laughs> it's day 345. <laughs> that shit is wow to me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can go... Ah! I'll die. Yeah. Like we recently Kill had a discussion. Now. I, you know, I had went through a breakup and with I had like dick, six months, six or seven months with oh, no God, sex. Awesome. And I was fine. Like, and I, but I agree with that. Mm-mm. The idea, because when I was younger, I was Mm-mm. the same way. Like I could have sex with you and it did not have to mean anything. When I was younger, I was much better at the idea of like friends with benefits or like sex buddies, like, you know, people that you can be honest with about like, if I'm fucking other people, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But now to me, it holds more weight. Mm. So 
but that does not mean now when I'm when I'm having sex with you and that's established, like don't hold out on me. Yeah, like that's I don't that's know. I, okay, for me, I don't know if it when I say it means more to me. I don't know if I necessarily mean that you have to mean more to me for me to have sex with you. I guess if I'm looking at my life in recent years, probably so because I've kind of I've added one new person in the last like three right. years one exactly. new person and th- i don't know it, it just uh, but I, I i just mean that it's something that just me like i need it i have come to a place where i understand that i am a sexual being i'm very comfortable in my sexuality right i know what i need and dick is a part of that list um so it's, it's part <laughs> of your overall health and you need yeah. it more frequently than other women may exactly and and so i i think about that and I, i'm drawn to think about the light switch which you all know this what this podcast is is named after Mm -hmm. so the light switch is a metaphor that i came up with for my little sister uh the first time she had sex she came to me and she was kind of like expressing the discomfort that a lot of us feel and the disappointment Um, and it's something that's not really talked about that you know we see movies magazines we have especially fucking magazines all these magazines with these (laughs) ideas of how to get your man hot and all that extra shit and it's like presented like oh my god sex is magical fucking magical it's life shifting i mean it's so amazing that these women in these movies can't keep their fucking mouths shut right and at the end of the day even sometimes when you're having magical amazing life shifting dick um or sex period mm-hmm. you know not everybody makes the same noises we all express ourselves differently and have different comfort levels um and what feels right to us but the conversation is never around the fact that the first time we have sex it kind of hurts or at the very least, it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. As fuck. Um, it's just I, a dick going in and out of me. It doesn't really feel like much. And I've <laughs> only met one person. One, like, and I've, every girl I've met, we all, like, talk about this at some point. Like, what was mm-hmm. it like to lose your virginity? Fucking. I've only met, like, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we're going to do something on we virginity. Are. So we're not going to get too involved here. This. But, like, <laughs> I have only met one person who, when she lost her virginity, I don't know if it was her age, the time, the place, what have you. But for her, she really was like she used the word magical. And she was the first woman I've ever met. And since then, been the only woman to to, to describe it that way. For I me, feel like to that, I was, would have to pose two questions. Go ahead first. It was disappointing. It was quick, which is OK because it hurt. Right. Like it was it was not it made me self-conscious. Yeah, I feel like to your friend, I would have to ask, number one, is she delusional? And fabricating this for herself, especially to use the word magical Um, or and or had she been doing some play ahead of time, like before that particular date, if you've already been using toys or being fingered or getting yourself used to different things, I can imagine how it could be way more enjoyable. I think so. Um, Like without knowing all the details, but it was also that I think for a lot of us. Like, or at least it's about for the me. experience not the actual sex well for me it was i just want to get this over with because after you reach a certain age as a girl like being a virgin is almost like taboo in high school like you didn't lose it yet you didn't have sex yet you know i i do hear that because i've my daughter has expressed some of this about the girls in, in class but mm-hmm. i've kind of raised her to be very strong-minded and i said what i said Right. So she's going to do what feels natural to her. And I love that for her. Yeah. But like for me, I just wanted to get it over with, yeah. with somebody that I knew and I was comfortable with. But that experience was, I don't want to say horrific because it's not like the guy <laughs> did anything wrong. But like 
And the lady I talked to who it was magical, she had a person who spent the majority of the time leading up to that really getting her comfortable. And I don't mean using toys, but like being more sensual and like, yeah, you know, stuff that like I think it like most 15 year old boys are not doing. No, (laughs) they're just concerned about exactly what. But it's like we were kind of told that it's like this life altering, magical, perspective shifting type of thing. And then when we have sex, it's kind of like, oh, so we think something's wrong with us and it's mm-hmm. it's not OK. So, you know, um, what I talked to my sister about is the idea of the light switch that one day when you're laying in the metaphorical dark <laughs> um, of why you continue to do this, because it feels like you're just doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, something happens and it can happen for me. It happened in a random round two for the night um, in my baby father's mom's living room on the floor. OK, <laughs> we're giving a lot of details. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Hey, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but the light switch is this idea that all of a sudden in the middle of something happening, the light switch flips on and it's like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this. That's like the first time you're like, wait, 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 wait. Do that again. Do it one more time. Go again. Slower. Fuck, that was nice. Wait, I like this okay, shit. Okay, now go faster. Yeah, and then <laughs> I know I, I personally, once my light sw- switch went off, I went through like, I only had one partner, but I went through like this hypersexual phase. I was like, oh, let's do it all the time. Yeah. Like, you don't feel that way because it's been feeling good for you. It feels really good for me. Let's do it again. Thanks, yeah. bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, I get that. I yeah. 100% relate to that. So that is... What were we on? Sexual, Sexual health, health and, and reproduction. reproduction. Yeah, so. let's get back on track. I know. If you enjoyed this discussion about sexual health and reproduction, catch us next week with the third and fourth circles, sensuality and power and sexualization. <laughs>